Uh, fucking hoes that ain't worth the cent and homes that ain't worth the rent. Perfect sense. This is the circus that I had to circumvent. If you fly, I'm turbulence. Murder, murder, screaming fuck 12 with a perfect 10. In these streets yeah. running around, robbing a fucking body like a tournament. Once the time is turned, yeah. this is the only shit I learned. I put a bridge over my pool. That's for all the ones I burn. I hope you pick up game. It's a pickup game. And winners ball. Hoes annoying just like the hips, man. That's Biggie Smalls. Dope dick, give your bitch withdraw. Why'd you even get your Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Hood Loves Me podcast. I am your gracious host. Mitchell Brown. Thank you. For tuning in to our wonderful podcast that we produce out of the love that we have for all of our fantastic listeners and people that subscribe. If this is your first time hearing this podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, uh, 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 SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, all of that good stuff. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we're there. The hood loves me, bitch. Um, I am feeling great, having a, a really, really great week. Um, I, I, I usually have a great week. I'm particularly feeling great this week, though, because this is one of the few weeks where we are not going to start the podcast off on a somber note, talking about no depressing shit, like nobody getting killed or anything like that. We're going to talk about, well, well, we're going to talk about a lot. We got a lot to talk about. But... We're going to start talking about, um, just to piggyback off of a story that we had touched on a couple weeks back about um, historically black colleges not receiving the funding that they were supposed to get. Their, um, uh, you know, just, you know, Maryland HBCUs, your, 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 your Bowie State, Coppin State, University of Maryland, Eastern Shore, Morgan State University, shout out Morgan State, um, they won their lawsuit. Well, well, they want a lawsuit. They want a lawsuit that um, basically means that they they are going to start receiving some of the funding that they were denied. Now, this is a small victory. The 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 the, the they're they're still not going to be fully funded to match all of the other institutions. However, they did win this lawsuit, uh, so this was a very big deal. Um, yeah, so so you know. Shout out to them. That's that's uh, really, really good shit. And it's really good to have some good news to start this wonderful podcast off with as well. Um, something that's near and dear to me in terms of really good news also is um, my man Colin Kaepernick. Um, Colin Kaepernick won or, or, or won. I don't, I don't know if he won, but he received uh, the Citizen of the Year award from GQ magazine. GQ magazine um, is is a pretty reputable publication, um, and you know e- even though they had Colin Kaepernick out there looking like a, 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 a looking like a Dolomite stunt double from uh, if, if you guys know your black exploitation films, looking like a, a look at, looking like one of uh, uh, Ron O'Neill's partners or something like that. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? Um, I don't know how I feel about that cover with him in the uh, the leather jacket. Is that a leather jacket? I don't know. I I I don't know that. But you know, he had on a turtleneck with the with the with the afro and all that. So so shout out to Colin Kaepernick. Um, they they talked about Colin Kaepernick being blackballed from the NFL or blacklisted from the NFL. Um, it i mean i'm i'm just glad that it's no longer an argument it's no longer a, a, a conversation to where as though people are viewing Colin Kaepernick's being blackballed he's so obviously and apparently being blackballed um especially when you consider uh some of the other trash that play quarterback in the NFL um so some of you guys might know this some of you may not um but I am no longer supporting the NFL. Um, I'm not watching football. I'm not participating in fantasy football. The NFL will not receive another dime from me. Um, as long as Colin Kaepernick is without a job, 
um, mainly because of how, well, whatever. Um, you can check back in the early episodes to, 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 to figure out why. I don't want to waste time talking about old shit. Uh, but I am going to talk about um, the NFL. Um, I'm going to talk about why the NFL sucks. Um, and 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 with some of the many contradictions in, in, in the NFL. So one thing I will say, I will, I will start this off on a positive note when I talk about the NFL. Um, the NFL is run by a man named Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell is the commissioner of the NFL. Now, my opinions of Roger Goodell um, are, are changing. My opinion started to change when uh, the, the, the players, some of the players gave Roger Goodell a detailed memo that were talking about um, some of the changes that they would like to see happen. Some of the proposed, um, uh, some of the proposed things that, that these players wanted to see changed in their communities, and they they were asking for support from the NFL in terms of you know sitting down with Congress and and like having these hearings and just league support because the NFL is a multi billion dollar company, um, and and you know that type of power matters and and changes that you want to make to society. It's good to have people like that behind you. Uh, so a few months back or a few weeks back, players like your Michael Bennett's, um, uh, Michael Bennett plays for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Malcolm Jenkins, uh, plays for the Eagles. Torrey Smith plays for the Eagles. Um, Anquan Bolden, they sent Roger Goodell a memo asking him to support player activism if you will um they asked that you can they, they asked if goodell would designate november as a month of unity for for teams to engage and impact and to for teams to engage and impact the communities in their market um much like the league does with their breast cancer campaign and th things like that to, to 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 raise awareness for racial inequality that seems like a very good idea right now roger goodell chose to support these players or at least tell the league that he felt like the league sh should support these players i don't know if they run the league like a democracy or whatever if i figure if you're the boss you just you know swing your dick over your shoulders and you make it happen but apparently roger goodell has to you know whatever there's some red tape that he has to go to now this memo talks about focus uh, blah, blah. this memo talks about focusing on prioritizing criminal justice reform and police and community relations engagement um, talks about uh, police transparency, holding police officers accountable for their actions. Talks about bail reform. Um, talks about criminalizing poverty. Talks about um, mass incar mass incarcerations um, reform to, to 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 that type of system, or like the mandatory minimums and and like you know juvenile life juvenile life parole. And the Clean Slate Act, which also includes um, emphasis on diversion of funds towards community-based programs and education and training. So whenever people say um, these players are, are protesting and they don't really know why these players are protesting, it's horseshit. There's a memo that these players are, are and I don't have time to, to, to go into everything that they're that they're asking for in this memo, but there's a memo, a detailed memo, a very detailed memo of what these players are asking for, what they're asking their league to do. Um, I'm just wondering if they're going to get support from people like Jerry Jones. Uh, Jerry Jones is, and, and you know, I, I appreciate the gangster that is Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Jerry Jones. So let's, backtrack for a second roger goodell um he's up for a new contract and second reason why i'm becoming a fan of roger goodell is because roger goodell feels like the worst thing you could tell him is no roger goodell is asking for that coin roger goodell is asking to be paid uh 49.5 million dollars a, a year while he is commissioner he is asking for lifetime use of a jet, of a private jet. Keyword there is use, lifetime use of a private jet. And he's also asking for health insurance for his family forever. Um, forever is a mighty long time. Now, I appreciate, not, pe people are kind of kind of up in arms about this. I'm not, 
Um, I don't think that it's a big deal. He's asking for his $50 million a year. I, I would have asked for more. Um, I appreciate that he's asking for use of a private jet. Um, cause you know, you, you, you can't be making 50, 50 mil a year. And you know what I'm saying? You fly a coach or like you fly a commercial. I think that that's ballsy. I appreciate the fact that he said use of a private jet and not them buying him a private jet because who the fuck wants to own a private jet when you could just fly someone else's. You know what I'm saying? Uh, one thing that's particularly intriguing is the fact that the NFL is, is you know, in, in the past, they've gone through great lengths to stop former players. Not really stop, but but they, they're they not really here for funding former players in terms of their health care and shit like that. But Roger Goodell is asking for lifetime health care for his family. Um, so what Roger Goodell is facing now is the fact that he's he's realizing that these owners view him much like they view the players. You're just help. You're just well-paid help. And we don't really give a shit about you. So Jerry Jones, um, who was not a part of the quote-unquote uh, compensation committee of owners that were set up to work out the deal for Roger Goodell. Jerry Jones was not on this compensation committee until he added himself to this compensation committee. Now, now just a brief history of J Jerry Jones. When, when, when Jerry Jones... Um, purchased the Dallas Cowboys. I believe this was 1989, 1988. He purchased the, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, one of the things he did was he fired Tom Landry. You can look up the impact that Tom Landry had to the Dallas Cowboys team historically, but uh, Jerry Jones fired his ass. Um, and not a lot of people were proud of that, but, but you know, Jerry Jones um, is a great businessman. He knows how to make money. Um, the Dallas, I believe, I believe the Cowboys are the second or third most valuable sports franchise in these United States, um, out of all four of the major sports. Um, but they're beefing, and I, I mean, well, beef. I don't know if billionaires beef, but uh, they're in a bit of a uh, kerfuffle, if you will. Um, so the league, or excuse me, the Associated Press, rather, has obtained a letter um, basically telling Jerry Jones, yeah, my man, you getting out of line. Now, this whole thing is over. Mm, I don't know if it's over that, but but this whole thing stemmed from the fact that um, one of the best players on the Dallas Cowboys, a league of a league, a team that Jerry Jones owns, is suspended for six games for alleged domestic violence. Um, there were many issues about this case, the details were kind of sketchy. I'm not really going to go in depth about the uh, about the case. You can do that on, on your own. Um, but one of the reasons why Colin Kaepernick is not employed in this in 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 today's NFL, one of the reasons people will say is because of the distraction. They don't want they don't want the distraction of having Colin Kaepernick on their sideline and the media circus and the media distraction and different things like that. How about this as a distraction? This isn't a distraction to the locker room. Mind you, Jerry Jones is not only the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, he's also the general manager, which means he does the day-to-day -day operations in terms of personnel, you know, putting putting a product on the field, different things like that. This is a major distraction when your general manager is in a shouting match, if you will, with the commissioner of the NFL threatening to sue other owners in the NFL. And, and you know, the, the, the league is writing letters telling, yo, tell your man to chill with his antics, right? Um... Jerry, you know, this is, uh, th to me at least, this is a distraction. Well, I mean, it ain't really a distraction to me because I could give a fuck about the NFL. I'm not watching the NFL because the NFL sucks. What I mean by that, by saying the NFL sucks, the quality on the field sucks. Not only are players beat the hell and they're hurt and, and you know, the injury list is full of people that are out for the season. All pro players are out for the season. But, I mean, it, it just sucks. It's just shitty football. Um... The quarterbacks suck. You know, there was a point in time when backup quarterbacks would do the job. Like, I, I remember years ago um, when Phil Simms played for, for the Giants and Phil Simms got hurt in the playoffs. And I believe Jeff, ha Jeff Hostetler played in a Super Bowl. He, he was the backup for the Giants, played in a Super Bowl against the Bills, and Jeff Hostetler won. Or, excuse me, the Giants won. Um... You know, Steve Young, he was Joe Montana's backup. Um, and, and Steve Young went on to have uh, a Hall of Fame career. 
uh, Elvis Gerback. Elvis Gerback was Steve Young's backup, and he went on and and he became a starting quarterback in this a- a- NFL. Um, and and you know there are there there are many different times that really kind of escape me currently, um, where backup quarterbacks would be serviceable. They would be good enough to be serviceable. Well, not today. Backup quarterbacks suck. Whoever's backing up fucking Aaron Rodgers, I don't, you know, he sucks. Um, because they keep asking, they, they 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 keep pressuring Rodgers to come back with a broken collarbone. It's kind of important to throw the ball or or just exist as a human being to have a full of a, a fully functional collarbone. One player, one quarterback that was a backup that um has earned, in my opinion, a starting job is a man by the name of Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor was the starting quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, a team that has not been in the playoffs this century. Um playoffs but um tyrod taylor who uh, according to uh profootballreference.com is uh he has 12 total touchdowns this season uh compared to three interceptions this season he has a passer rating of 91 um he's having a pretty good season at least from what his numbers look like now the bills the bills suck so the bills are surprisingly five and four um, Tyra Taylor was benched. Tyra Taylor was benched for a man by the name of Neil, excuse me, Nate, Nathan Peterman. Nathan is a rookie, a fifth round, a fifth round. Wow. Okay. So a man named, uh, Chuck Mariano, uh, for the New York Daily News, he wrote, a, he wrote an article um, this 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 week, a very good article titled "The Great White Hope Quarterback Awards: Tyrod Taylor and How White Privilege Works in the NFL." And he itemizes all of these terrible, atrocious, abhorrent quarterback records um, for starting quarterbacks in the NFL. These guys are terrible, um, and and there's tons of terrible quarterbacks. Basically, if you're tall, white, and can win. Three consecutive games at least once, you'll 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 have a job. You'll you'll have a pretty good career in 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 the NFL. I mean, he's talking about guys that were that he pulled. I mean, the 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 Dolphins pulled Jay Cutler off the street, and Jay Cutler's their starting quarterback. Um, yeah. So you know, it's it it's it might be over for the NFL. Um, people are getting turned off. One thing that people continue, whenever they talk about ratings being down in the NFL, one market that they continue to ignore are all the people like myself that are not watching the NFL because of what's happening to Colin Kaepernick. They always talk about, you know, uh, people from middle America that aren't watching because of these quote unquote anthem protests. Not the fact that um, a lot of people feel like the NFL is siding with white supremacy. Well, not really white supremacy, but they're white supremacist sponsors and or fan bases that, um, you know, feel like the, the, the players are just hired help to do whatever they want to do. There's a difference. People don't really know shit about boxing. They kind of got to understand that um, the players in the NFL are partners of the National Football League. So... The NFLPA, the Players uh, uh, Union, are partners with the NFL. That's why their agreements are collectively bargained for. So you can't really treat them like how you would be treated at your shitty job. Um, people are saying, you know, if that was my team, I'd make them. You wouldn't make them do nothing. It's not like how you work, sir, whereas though people tell you what broom you have to work with. That's not really how it works at your job. These people are collectively bargained for. They're partners. You can't really order your partner to do something. You kind of have to negotiate, and, you know, but whatever. NFL ratings are down for a number of different reasons, mainly because the product sucks. The football is not good football. The teams suck. Um, your quarterbacks suck. And really, your coaching sucks. Because why can't, why, why is it that you have, you know, Bigger, stronger players with a with a with a lower product. These 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 coaches. I mean, I mean, Mike McCarthy uh, said that um, when when Mark Mike McCarthy is the head coach of the uh, of the Green Bay Packers. When um, 
When Aaron Rodgers went down, they, they got a guy named Brent Huntley backing him up. The reason why they didn't sign Colin Kaepernick is because they said that it would take someone at least three years to learn their offensive system. Sir, if it takes someone three years to learn your offensive system, maybe your offensive system isn't that good, or maybe you're just not that good at teaching it. It, it should not take somebody three years to learn a fucking playbook. Um, but whatever. One, you know, Mark Cuban um, is the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, right? And Mark Cuban said said years ago about the NFL. He said that pigs get slaughtered, and 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 he said that one thing that might hurt the NFL was this overexposure, right? The fact that you know you got games on Monday, you got games on Sunday, you got games on Thursday, right? Um, and and I, I I'm I'm starting to agree with Mark Cuban when you look at the NBA ratings, and the NBA ratings are not doing poor. The NBA ratings are doing great. Now, I historically used to be the type of person that didn't really pay attention to regular season NBA basketball until after Valentine's Day. Uh, because, you know, it's a long season. It's an 82-game season. I just don't anticipate guys playing too hard for the entire 82 games. Um, but uh, uh, this season, though, this season is slapping. This season is all the way popping. Every not every, just about every team has a player of interest, has a player that you care about watching. Um, and, and, and all of these guys are kind of freakish, insane athletes, right? Um, what I mean by that is, in Milwaukee, you got a man named Giannis Antetokounmpo, a.k.a. the Greek freak. He's like a 6'10 point guard. The Philadelphia 76ers, historically, well, they were historically a pretty good team, normally good, but they're sh- they, they were doing shitty, but now they got a 6'10 point guard, this guy named Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is phenomenal. Ben Simmons is killing. The Sixers also have Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is, he might be my new favorite player. Mm, he's not my new favorite player. Boogie Cousins. Boogie Cousins is my favorite player in NBA. Boogie Cousins is my dude. Boogie Cousins is kicking ass this season. So, so, so in the NBA, you got all these guys, um, there, there, there's like the evolution of basketball, whereas though they're getting away from your back to the basket, big man. Um, listen, all of my ladies that listen to the podcast, I'm so sorry. Trust me. I'm really going to start talking about something that you guys give a shit soon as I finish this. I promise. I'm, you know, I'm going to let you finish Taylor. I, I promise. Um, but Boogie Cousins is 6'10", about 200 and 80 pounds, he shoots like eight threes a game, and he makes them shits. He ain't out there shooting them like for shits and giggles. He makes them shits. You got Kristaps Porzingis for the Knicks. He's a he's a he's a he's a seven foot dude from Latvia. Um, he be hitting threes. He be balling. Fucking Joel Embiid be balling. Like like you have so many amazing players in the NBA, right? amazing players in the NBA and 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 these guys are kicking ass. Um so I am very happy with the current state of the National Basketball Association. Uh one person that also is probably very happy um is Leangelo Ball. Now to me this is a non-story but this is in the news so we're, we're going to talk about it. Hopefully you guys aren't getting your news from us, but Certain certain topics we talk about, a lot of people don't talk about, and 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 uh, we'll, we'll kind of follow up on some of those stories also. But our uh, Leangelo Ball, um, his his father is uh, Levar Ball. You may have heard of Levar Ball. Um, you're you know you may like Levar Ball, you may dislike Levar Ball, whatever. But uh, apparently, Leangelo Ball got caught shoplifting. Um, with some of his teammates in in China when their UCLA basketball team was in China, um, and and you know people are kind of up in arms about this young dude shoplifting. Like I said, to me, it's not really that big of a deal. He's eighteen and he's doing dumb shit. What a what a what a concept. Who would have thought that eighteen year olds did dumb shit? Um, you know, I mean, I'm glad that he's home. People are talking about what his punishment should be. To me, his punishment was enough sitting in a Chinese jail, um, his punishment where he was accosted by a bunch of police officers that don't speak his language, that kind of would have made me shit in my pants if I was, you know, a 6'4 dude in China. But um, people are very upset. 
people are very upset and 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 you know people want this man or not not this man well yeah this man he is a young man people want this man to be punished um people also want uh, uh um a a man by the name of ed buck ed buck sounds like a fucking <laughs> wow ed buck ed buck sounds like that well okay so well ed buck sounds like a creepy fucking name and we're gonna talk about some creeps but ed buck that name ed buck is his name. I, I I hope his real name is like fuck Edward and not like Eduardo or like Edgar. Could you like Edgar Buck? Ugh. That sounds ugh. That sounds that sounds great. People <laughs> sidebar. People whose full name, like their first and last name, have less than like ten letters, those people kind of creep me out. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like people whose whose name is like Sean Lee. And shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, where the rest? Where's the rest of your fucking name? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, one of my best friends, his his full name, his first and last name doesn't have ten letters, but you know what I'm saying? He he, I, right, cause that's my man. Um, but Ed Buck, Ed Buck is not my man. Ed Buck is Ed Buck got some issues. So, um, there there was a uh, black male, uh. I guess escort, if you will, um, a black male escort was found dead. Well, okay, so this is the this is this is how the headline reads: The curious case of the black male escort found dead inside a wealthy Democratic donor's home. Twenty-six-year-old Jamel Moore was found in the bathroom of a West Hollywood apartment belonging to Ed Buck, age sixty-two. Moore was young, black, and poor. Buck was white, wealthy, and powerful. That's all we know now. I read the article and, uh, oof, this shit is sloppy to say the word. Um, uh, in the article, they, so, so Ed Buck is, is, is a self-made millionaire. He is, um, and he is, uh, an openly gay man, um, who supports, I guess, if you will. Um, a lot of Democratic candidates in terms of their fight for LGP, LGB, gay rights, <laughs> gay rights, LGBT rights. Um, but our uh, Ed Moore, Ed Moore, Ed Buck, Ed Buck. Hopefully he don't got those weird like Kill Bill tattoos. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm Buck and I'm here to fuck. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully that's not what Ed Buck says to people. But but um, Ed Buck has a history from other um, sex workers, if you will, in uh, the West Hollywood area, where um, Ed Buck likes to. He has a fetish for young black men. And he would like to get them high before he has sex with them. Um, yeah. Um, and I mean, like, 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 get them high. Like, like, he wouldn't roll up a joint or nothing like that. He would get them high on like crystal meth and shit like that. So, um, I'm, I'm gonna read uh, some of the excerpts from. Uh, Mr. Moore's journal and um it's 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 scathing to say the least. Uh so um I pray that I can just get my life together and make sense. I help so many people but can't seem to help myself. I honestly don't know what to do. I've become addicted to drugs and the worst one at that. Ed Buck is the one to think. He gave me my first injection of crystal meth. It was very painful, but after all the travels, excuse me, after all the troubles, I became addicted to the pain and fetish and fantasy. But slowly, my brain, I just hope the end result isn't death. Someone needs to save me soon. The only person in my corner is the person who turned me, who turned me this way. The way I feel right now, I honestly don't care to live this life anymore. I do want to die. I feel like I've done way too much that this lifetime allows. I feel like I've done way too much that this lifetime allows. If it didn't hurt so bad, I'd kill myself. 
but I'll let Ed Buck do it for now. I miss my grandma. That is fucking disturbing. Um, there have been no arrests made. Um, according to the article, uh, there are no suspects. I don't know how you can show up dead in someone's apartment. And uh, they just say, oh, nothing to see here. We'll clean this up for you, Mr. Buck. You can get back to doing whatever you're doing. But um, yeah, I uh, hope that this young man receives the just receives some type of justice for his family. God damn, that's some scary shit. Um, and, and, and it's, 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 it's people out here that, that are pushing for, for, for justice, uh, for 26 year old Jamel Moore. Um, wow. That's wow. That's just, uh, that's, that's just all fucked up. Um, that's all fucked up. So RIP to that young man. Like I said, hopefully his family receives the justice that they deserve. Um, also, Speaking of justice, uh, if you guys listened to our wonderful episode last week about our Paradise Papers, I don't know if this topic is related to the Paradise Papers or not, but Jared Kushner, my man, come on down. I don't know when they're going to indict Jared Kushner for the many uh, troublesome acts that he performs in our society, but um, there's, well, Jared Kushner failed to produce documents to lawmakers that they say are known to exist about quote unquote Russian backdoor overture and dinner invite and communications with Belarusian American businessman, Sergey Million. You know, uh, uh, it has not been reported. And this is according to Business Insider, uh, Natasha Bertrand of Business Insider. And as I am recording this, she wrote this article 10 hours ago. So I don't know when you're going to read about this, but hopefully you look this up, right? Hopefully we give you guys some motivation to check out what's going on in our White House. Uh, but it has been reported that a Russian backdoor overture, that sounds creepy, Russian backdoor overtures. Uh, speaking of backdoor overtures, um, Ray Moore, Judge Ray Moore seems like he's a big fan of backdoor overtures, particularly with underage women. Um, there was a hashtag going on, hashtag break your Keurig, because um, Keurig, Realtor.com, 23andMe, uh, Nature's Bounty, a whole bunch of companies pulled ads from um, the, the wonderful, respected, esteemed, intelligent journalist Sean Hannity, pulled um, ads from Sean Hannity's show, and I, you know, I didn't even know Keurig had commercials until all of these idiots decided to uh, break their coffee machines, I guess, as a way of protest for this company pulling their ads off of their beloved hero, idol, Sean Hannity, pulling ads from his show. Um, it's kind of stupid to me, considering that you breaking the coffee machine that you already purchased doesn't mean that they don't still have your money like you, you you still bought these coffee machines and you probably bought k-cups and shit to go with them so now what the fuck are you gonna drink tomorrow if you're out here taking your 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 you know uh, uh uh your nine iron to your coffee machine in your garage as you film it to display on your twitter and you only got like 140 followers anyway you know what i'm saying like 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 why are you why are you why, why are you doing that and i mean honestly that I thought that sexual predators like I I swore that that was a bipartisan issue I thought that that was something that we can all get behind like like you know we can all get behind the fact that pedophilia is wrong I thought we can all get behind the fact that sexual assault is wrong regardless of who you voted for regardless of you know you know black white male female tall short skinny fat if you're gay if you're a uh, 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 um, a midget, they don't like to be called midgets, right? Um, if you're um, a little person, um, you know, I, I I thought that pedophilia was very, very bad. I mean, like, even in prison, even in prison, the motherfuckers in prison, they might rob a convenience store at gunpoint, but they beat the shit out of rapists and child molesters. Yet, in society, you'll have 
quote-unquote respected journalist, if you will. I don't know if Sean Hannity's respected. I mean, he's a, he's, he's a pretty big deal in, in his business. This is the hill you want to die on? You want to die on Ray Moore? And, and, and him blatantly lying? Like, about... So, so... <laughs> There's, there's a woman, um, Beverly Nelson, and she came out this week and she accused Ray Moore of um, sexual misconduct. Excuse me. She's the fifth woman, the fifth woman, the fifth woman to accuse Ray Moore of sexual misconduct at the least. Um, now... Ray Moore said he had no idea who this woman was. I don't know who this woman is. Never met this woman. I don't know what restaurant she said that I sexually assaulted her at. I ain't never been to that restaurant either. And this woman kept the receipts. Shout out to Beverly Nelson. Uh, she was able to produce a yearbook. And this fucker, this fucker signed a fucking creepy message in the yearbook. Oh, this fucker signed a creepy message in the fucking yearbook. And and so so okay. So the message now now I, I would not write this in a, a, a young girl's yearbook. Um but but the message said to a sweeter, more beautiful girl, I cannot say Merry Christmas, love, Ray Moore, DA. Right? And he also inscribed well, in this inscription, he included the words Old Hickory House. Old Hickory House is the restaurant that he never been to, that he didn't know existed. So not only did you not know who this woman was until she produced a yearbook that you fucking wrote in. <laughs> but, but you also write... Old Hickory House as a constant reminder of how foul and abhorrent you are as a human being, Ray Moore. That, like, dude, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Sean Hannity, this is the hill that you want to die on, right? Now, not to mention all of the, the I mean, we getting people to fuck out of the paint, right? Um... Charlemagne the God last week um, gave himself donkey of the day because he 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 said that he was complicit or or, or at least he was guilty of um, living and kind of I guess maybe perpetuating um, this rape culture, right? Uh, um, you know you know we were raised in this rape culture um, and really kind of starts to open your eyes to a lot of different things that you are currently doing or you were currently or not currently or you were doing um i had a homeboy i had a homeboy text me talking about how shitty he felt about something he did in like 2004 he was like yeah i feel like shit because i grabbed this girl's ass in 2004 and 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 i mean like we kind of we kind of laughed it off because i mean you know you got people out here that are that are that are I mean, for lack of a better word, they're raping bitches. Like, literally. Like, cats out here is raping chicks. You know what I'm saying? Um, but not Kevin Spacey, though, because he's gay. So he came out and he's gay. And it's all right that he, he didn't really uh, have an inappropriate sexual... He didn't do anything inappropriate sexually to a young man because he's gay now. So, you know, that's more important than him being a nasty fuck. But um, every week now, not every every day it seems like there's a new allegation about somebody that did something so when you, when you look at the current state absolutely things need to change um rape culture is very prevalent in our society um it, it's very prevalent that, that that very prevalent in our in our culture um especially when you consider that there are 11 allegations of sexual assault on our president. Um, 
when when you talk to women, first off, I'm amazed, alarmed. I was completely ignorant as to how many women um, that I know personally that um, have have that that are victims of some type of sexual assault. Um, people are just, I mean, I mean, like creeps isn't even a good enough word, right? Like, like, like it's, 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 it's foul. I mean, and, and that's not even a good enough word. It's, it's fucking repugnant. It's just disgusting. And maybe that's not even a good enough word. Um, but when you look at, you know, constant transcripts, okay. So I'm a huge sports fan. Um, I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. This was back when Derrick Rose was playing for the Chicago Bulls. Um, Derrick Rose was alleged to have sexually assaulted a woman. And I read his deposition. And his deposition, I mean, I don't know who coaches Derrick Rose on his public relation matters, but they're not doing a good job. In his deposition, um, you know, Derrick Rose made a comment where, where, where he said something like, well, it's two in the morning. We men... She knew what it was, and that's not that's not it, Derek. That's not it, dog. That's not that's not there's there's, there's nothing about that. Ain't it? You got to do better than that. You got to come with something better than that. Um, but but you know he th- th- this was his deposition, um, and all, all of this is public record. You can look it up. You can read it. Um, and there's countless cases where you know women were victims of s- sexual assault, and. The responses, the defense, people are so quick to jump to, to defend these alleged rapists. Dog, you got to chill. Um, this whole thinking where, where, where uh, people say things like, um, well, why didn't she tell the cops? Like, why didn't you tell the police? Like, the fucking cops is going to do something. Number, number one, like, now all of a sudden black men trust the cops. You know what I'm saying? Like now, all of a sudden, motherfuckers trust the cops for justice. You fucking shitting me? Why? 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 How many black women get raped by the cops? Why the fuck would a black woman go tell the cops, "Hey, officer, you look like someone I could trust"? Um, so let me tell you about this rape that just happened. The cop ain't gonna do shit but ask her stupid ass questions like, "What was she wearing?" You know what I'm saying? How much she had to drink and dumb shit like that. But I completely, I completely get it why a woman or any victim of any sex crime wouldn't immediately want to go sit in a room with a strange man and relive the terrible details of this traumatic event that just happened to you only to then be placed in another room with another probably strange man where he's going to rifle around, you know, your vagina and, and, and swab all of your personal areas and shit just for a 3% chance of a conviction. I understand why women aren't rushing to go do that because, you know, that's a pretty shitty way of handling things. Um, Also, you don't know. You don't know how shitty your friends are until you know, right? Um, so, so, uh, like, like this past weekend, there were, there were tons of women on, on Twitter and, and, and on, you know, these social media sites and they were kind of reliving, if you will, um, these traumatic events that happened to them personally and the fact that they all had very similar stories. It was like, it was, it was, it was, it was mind blowing, like, like mind blowing. Now, you know, I'm not Ronnie romance or like, I'm not Ralph Tresvan or anything like that. I mean, I mean, you know, depending on who you ask, some women might tell you I'm, I'm a piece of shit, but they're not going to tell you that I sexually assaulted them though. They're, 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 they're not going to tell you that knock on wood. They're not going to tell you that. So I don't have any fear of, of any, you know, when I make it big offense, I don't have any fear of anybody coming up with any great allegations and shit. Oh, you know, Mitch did this to me 40 years ago. Nah, shorty, that ain't it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but but one thing that uh, I th- think about in terms of how we prevent right these sex assault issues is uh, we have to find a better way to talk about sex. If we consider ourselves to be intelligent adults, we have to find a mature way to talk about sex. One thing that I ask women that I'm um, close to on a on a platonic level, um, and sometimes not on 
uh, that, that 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 level also. But like I, I'm I'm always curious as to how women would want a man to approach them for sex, and um, the overwhelming now now some women do provide me w with an answer, but the overwhelming answer is women they don't really want men to talk to them about sex. They don't want men to ask them for sex. They say things like, well, if a man has to ask me for sex, then that means he ain't getting it. I think that that needs to change. Um, people always talk about, oh, well, it's a, it's a certain vibe. And I'm pretty sure, ladies, you've been in situations with men where a guy perceived your, your message or a guy perceived your vibe in a way that doesn't match how you're feeling. Um, because men are stupid. Right. I'm not going to say that women are smarter than men, but I am going to say that men are more stupid than women. Um, men are stupid. So. Right. You know, what I'm saying you like how I did that. Right. So, you know, men are men are stupid. You got to break shit down to 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 us like we're nine years old. Right. Um, so so so, you know, we have to find a way to talk about sex without women feeling like they're a quote-unquote hoe or whatever a hoe means, right? That this whole, like, like you know, we, we, we kind of create this structure in our society. Um, not, I guess to shame people. I hate that, that phrase, slut-shaming, because that's such a stupid fucking phrase, in, in, in my opinion. But, like, we shame people for liking things sexually, right? Like, um, um, you know, like, back in middle school and shit, we used to make fun of girls that gave head and shit. We used to call them nasty and shit. Now, I mean, shit, if you ain't sucking no dick, honestly, <laughs> you in the way. But, um, yeah, you in the way. Um, but, 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 you know, all of the things that people like se sexually, we're almost ashamed by the shit that we like sexually. So, like, you see a lot of guys, they, they, like, talk bad about strippers or they talk bad about porn stars and shit. But they be the first one on the hub jerking off in the shower watching their favorite porn star. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, guys stay in fucking, stay in all of these titty bars eating wings and shit from the strip club and shit. Now, you got some strip clubs that, 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 that invest huge money into these very popular chefs because they know that motherfuckers gonna eat they nasty-ass wings in some fucking strip club. But yet we talk bad about strippers and we talk bad about porn stars and, you know, we talk bad about women that perform these sexual acts that we want them to perform. And ladies, they, you know, ladies do it too. Ladies talk bad about men and 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 and, and how they kind of perform sexually or, you know, they kind of make fun of dudes. If dudes like eat the cheesecake and shit like that, if you don't know what, eat, if you don't know what eating the cheesecake means, it means you're too fucking old. I don't really want to, eh, fuck it. I mean, like my grandmother listens to this podcast, so, um. Grandma, I'm sorry. Um, eating a cheesecake means... Oh, fuck. Eating asshole. <laughs> eating asshole means eating a cheesecake. Oh, man, I'm going to get in so much trouble when my grandmother hears this. But um, hopefully she didn't make it to this part of the podcast. <laughs> hopefully she turned it off. But uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? This isn't the, this isn't the, but you know, again, something like that. Why am I ashamed? I'm grown as fuck. Why am I ashamed that my grandmother hears me de defining what eating a cheesecake is? Like if you lick an ass, you're eating a cheesecake. You know what I'm saying? I mean, shit. I'm, I mean, I'm sure my grandmother got her ass licked once or twice in her life. If she's so lucky, you know what I'm saying? To quote my man, big boy, uh, 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 wow, this, this, this is a hell of a transition. I, you know, I, I, I think I'm gonna quit while I'm ahead if I if I, if I say some shit that, that I ain't supposed to say. But to quote Big Boy, um, everybody had everybody's grandmama had that plastic on their couch. You know why your grandmother had that plastic on your couch? Because your grandmother was a squirter. That's why. Um, so yeah, I, I'm gonna stop the sex talk there. <laughs> Right. Um, um, but I also want to end. We, we started this podcast off on a, on a positive note. I also want to end this podcast on a positive note also. Um, so I don't like to date my podcast, but I'm going to date this podcast. So um, the day after you listen to this podcast or the day after we drop this podcast, it's going to be National Adoption Day. So the, the, the 18th of November is National Adoption Day. Right. So there's a national effort to raise awareness of more than 110,000 children in foster care waiting for permanent families. 
Now, on this day, different groups, um, different volunteers will assist in creating an atmosphere of joy. Wow. For children's forever families. That's pretty dope. Um, now, we have way too many kids in foster care and they're not there for positive reasons, usually neglect or some type of abuse or, you know, something like that. Honestly, dudes do shitty things like fucking kill their baby mom because she told him that she don't want to be with him anymore. And like a fucking sucker, you fucking harm this woman or you kill this woman and now your fucking child has to be in foster care, you bitch. That ain't the way, right? So, please support your local organization on this day. Um, there are a lot of people that are doing a lot of great work. There's an organization um, that I am familiar with by the name of CASA, C-A-S-A, -A, um, CASA. They do a lot of great work and a lot of their work is done through volunteering. Um, so on this day, if you know people that take care of foster kids or if you were somebody that grew up in foster care and you're an adult now or if you know you were some type of adopted kid or whatever use use this day the 18th of november i believe that's a saturday um to 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 just kind of be mindful and kind of be be like grateful that you know what i'm saying you don't have a shitty father that chose to harm your mom all right um yeah, that's all I got this week. Uh, so listen, please subscribe, rate, comment. We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Play, we're on Stitcher, um, SoundCloud, the Hood Loves Me podcast. Follow me at, on Twitter at Mitchell Brown underscore after the Brown. Same for Instagram also. Take it easy. Yeet it!